Hello, and welcome to the Hope for Today Cafe. I'm Deborah Kimmett. And I'm Robert Hawk. And we are both motivational speakers and humorous. And we are going to talk today about... When things get weird, yeah. tell us what that means, well, Rob. What it means is when you go through a diagnosis of cancer or any any extraordinary life situation like that, or someone you love goes through an experience like that, you can get weird. And it happens because we go through a ton of stress, just a mountain of stress. And it's not in order, you know, like it's not anger first, no. acceptance. No. It may go all over the yeah, place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote The Five Stages of Dying, and now, of course, people take that and mean it everything but I think what people don't understand is that the weirdness doesn't come in like this you don't go into acceptance and then denial and then bargaining you might have them all in one day yeah and though so if you don't deal with it then what happens is this weirdness starts to come out absolutely now, what it manifested you? in interesting ways For I gotta you? tell you yeah very interesting ways and some of them some of them were scary. Um, I remember, and I like to think of myself as a relatively balanced human, but I remember, and especially with anger and stuff like that, but I'd be like riding my bike because I'm a cyclist in Toronto and that's fun. <laughs> well, that's angry enough as it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like, actually it is. But then, uh, uh, you know, if a cab driver or somebody cuts you off, you know, you kind of deal with it or maybe you have words and they're not happy birthday, but everybody's okay. But when I was going through my diagnosis, I remember I got cut off by a cabbie one day and ordinarily I would have just let it go. I did not want to let it go. I wanted to jump up and down on the guy's roof. Like I was I like, I was I like know. a bear. I, I call and, this and it was just like, it was just this, I wasn't, I was angry at him, but he got all the anger that was coming from my diagnosis. Yeah, it comes out sideways, you almost. Bet. It comes out you not the way does. in a logical thing. And yeah. for us, um, you know, um, I, as I said, my daughter was born extraordinarily premature, 1989. And we did not know from one day to the next what was going to happen to her. And mine would come out in the weirdest things. I would get fixated on things. Like, I had so many great people show up for me, but there was one person who didn't. And I held a grudge about yeah, that person. And yeah. every time people would say, oh, how's my daughter? How's your daughter, Laurel? And, and then I'd fixate on that one person and have to tell you the big story, right? But I realized looking back, it was the best I could do because yeah. there was so much going on, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's strange because when you're hearing all the information coming at you, it's not only that it's happening to your body yes. or someone you love, mm -hmm. you're also in this big learning curve of learning like it's almost like learning a completely uh, language you yeah never have heard of yeah and then it's a language you never wanted to speak to yeah. so yeah. it's kind of two things yeah. i gotta learn the language and we have, we had meaning we yeah. had meaning to yeah. words when we're scared too, yeah. right you oh, know like yeah. the so word much. cancer is such a big word massive and, word right we feel end of life whereas a lot of people live with cancer for a long yeah. long time right yeah so you said that, you know, you went and got some therapy, which I, I think it's a great place because that oh, can man. be a container for people. If you have someone yeah. you can just be yourself with. I went to see a, a, a doctor, um, pardon me, a psychologist who was a really good guy. And he essentially sat across from me and he was like, this is early in the early in the process for you, isn't it? And I said, yeah, it is. And he goes, okay, yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to really affect you and get ready for it. And the analogy he used was this, which is lovely. He picked up his mug and I'm picking up a mug that you can't hear or see. I'm picking up the mug and he said, right, so here's your level of stress throughout the day. Maybe, you know, the cup is half full if you have a pretty tough day and then you have a good night's sleep and that cup level of stress goes down a bit. And then maybe you have a really tough day and it goes up and then it goes down. 
down. He says, that's all fine. We all do that and everything's great. However, when you get a diagnosis or someone you love gets a diagnosis, that's like taking a gallon of water and pouring it onto your poor little tiny mug. You're completely overwhelmed. Mm. So what happens with all that stress and all that emotion is we, we literally cannot handle it. Mm -hmm. So it comes out in different ways. And for me, it manifested at, at anger at that poor cab driver. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, I was able to get home and, and, and not everybody have a murder not have charge, a murder charge yeah. which was great. And sometimes it manifests by just crying for no reason yeah. or, or in depression or just in ways and in sometimes weeks after the event happens. So yes. it can really leave us feeling like, what the hell's wrong with me? Yes. There's nothing wrong with this. And that stress also, I said, it has no respect sometimes for your agenda for the day. Stress has no respect. Right, it correct. doesn't. Because, you, it, you know, I would think, I'm over this, I've accepted <laughs> it. I'm, I'm just, you know, and I, would, I made my life extraordinarily simple when my daughter was so sick because I had to. I started to eliminate things that I couldn't handle, just extra stuff. But then I'd think, I'm done, I'm coping. And then all of a sudden, I'd just be walking across the street and I'd see somebody with a, a baby in a carriage and all of a sudden I would just start to weep and I used yeah, to think yeah. stress has no respect for it my agenda for the day doesn't. so and it's it, it comes in waves it doesn't come in yeah. com containers and yeah. I think for most of us as human beings we like to know okay am I gonna be stressed for six weeks then I'll be done with it. yeah and the other piece is with your disease and, mm -hmm. and a lot of other people's it's it's fluid isn't it so like so much so yeah, like you... Well, it's it's one of those things where if... if I, I think this is what you mean by fluid is sometimes... Some, you can have a day and think, oh, I've dealt with yeah. this. Everything's okay. I got it. I've come to terms yeah. with it. And then it can feel like you take four steps back and you're right there. And maybe angry at your doctor or angry at somebody yeah. or, or hurt or something like that. And, you, and it can throw you for a loop because you think like, oh, I've done this. Uh, sometimes the psyche has its own plan. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it really does. And you have to... You have to so err on the side of forgiveness for yourself. What I also found for myself was grief came up uh, uninvited as well, but it would attach it, all the other grief in my life that mm -hmm. I had not dealt with, you oh, know, yeah, came up I and, 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 and I had to get that out. Yeah. So sometimes I didn't feel worthy or sometimes I had a belief system that was, I must have done something wrong to have a daughter that was so sick and, you know, and I had other illnesses oh, yeah. in my life. I must be without grace in my life. And then I'd cry and let it go. And all of a sudden I'd realize, well, that thought isn't true. Yeah. And I, you know, I had to yeah. accept that yeah. it had its own momentum and it was healing other griefs at the same time yeah. as my, my daughter was ill. Now I'm talking about it from a person who was healthy who was watching someone go through it, and that's yeah. got its own uh, issue. Sure. How do you deal with it when your body doesn't feel well, though? Like, um, and this weird piece. It's, it's it must, weird. When your body isn't working the way you want yeah. it to, there's another weird piece. Yeah, because it's funny, especially if you take care of yourself, which I, which I thought I did, you can kind of feel a sense of betrayal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell, thyroid? Like, I was like, really? I was like, what do you, come on. I'm not doing good stuff here? Like, give me a break. Or or you kind of think, um, many times too, I, I felt guilty for an awfully long time. And why? Oh my gosh, I must have done something wrong. Oh, I see. Yes, I must have, I either, like, I swear, like, you go back through your history and you're like, like, I was like literally at three in the morning, and this is crazy town, but three o'clock in the morning, you're awake <laughs> and you're going like, I stole a chocolate bar when I was eight. Yeah. And, and you know, and that did this and this, and maybe that lady I stole a chocolate, and you just, you know, it's nuts. And I also looked for signs, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like, you know, if this bird lands on my window, yes. that must mean 
I remember one time I thought um, a bird hit the window, and I um, said, well, my daughter's going to die. And my, my, my brother, who's a hunter, said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, in the Irish, uh, I'm Irish, and we've got so many crazy yeah. superstitions. Yeah. And, and he goes, they hit the window all the time because they don't see the glass. And he was going, like, you got enough issues without yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. these don't, are signs. Don't look at And I was always looking for a sign. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. have to go through it with Google. Google must be crazy making I for people. I am so glad that, that the internet wasn't fully formed when I was <laughs> yeah, no. first sick. Yeah, yeah so yeah. there's a lot of ups and downs. Before we kind of wrap this up, I know we're just, this is a very big subject, and I'm it sure, sure uh, you have lots of ideas on this. I wonder, um, I know you went to therapy. Yeah, what, sure. what other thing did you do to help yourself get through that? I mean, you obviously recognized yeah. that there was something you needed to talk to. I feel like it's not easy to talk about it with um, people who love you as much sometimes because they, they, they have an agenda. They want you to skip a stage yeah, and get through it. Sure. So you went to a psychologist. Did that help? It helped a lot. Yeah. That helped an awful lot. Talking to somebody talking to somebody who has no stake in your story yeah. is great. I like that. Talk to someone who has no stake in your story yeah. or the outcome of yeah. your story, right? Because then, like, I mean, if it, and the people we love are wonderful. They're great. But I mean, if... If, if you're really sad around them, sometimes they really want to make it better. And you don't necessarily want somebody who's going to want to make yeah. it better. Do you, you know what I mean? You need someone like a therapist or a counselor I or gotta a loved i got to say, one. you know what's friggin' gold, too, is a support group. Yeah. And I only found this out after literally two years after I got better. I went to my first support group. And all of a sudden, I was sitting there with 12 people. And everybody started telling their story. And I felt such an affinity with them. And I went, oh, you guys understand. Which is the connection oh, that we've talked about yeah, in the other podcasts yeah. is that there's wisdom in the room. Wisdom in the room. Those 12 people know a lot about yeah. being sick. I Can I tell you a little story Please. before we go? I had an experience where um, I had a little boy and he was being babysat uh, by a woman who'd had trouble having a baby. And... Uh, and then my daughter was born extraordinarily premature in London, Ontario, one pound, 15 ounces. And uh, that woman mm -hmm. came to the hospital every day and sat with me. Wow. She had lost two babies, uh, you Incredible. know, to stillborn. And she sat with me and just held my hand. And I, I felt so supported because she knew what I was going through. Yeah. And, and it healed her, too, because yeah. she had thought maybe she did something wrong and because her body was defying her yeah. because she'd had two stillborns. So she sat with my daughter because I had to go back home and my daughter was in London and I yeah. was in Kingston. And the, the happy ending to this is, well, my daughter got well, but the cool ending was that woman got pregnant while she was oh, taking no care way. of my daughter. That's terrific. So I guess that, that we keep, the reason we want this Hope for Day, Day Cafe is that hope comes in all forms. It really does. And we can reach out and talk to other yeah. people. We can get that connection to see that we're not alone and we don't have to go through things alone. And you don't have to go through yeah, things alone. Yeah, and you know what? Wherever you are, and I know we've gone on a bit on this one, but this is so big and clearly it touches Deb and I a lot. Uh, um, wherever you are and what's going on, we, we certainly wish really good, wonderful, positive stuff for you today. Have a good day.